Welcome to episode 58 of the Ben Briggs podcast. I am Ben Briggs. It's uh, it's Saturday, people. Saturday, 23rd of November, 2000, 2019, still 2019, nearly there. Nearly the end of a decade. Um, I've seen, uh, that's what everyone's doing now, isn't it? Posting those pictures up on Facebook of the uh, start of the decade picture and the end of the decade picture. I don't even want to know, man. I don't even know, want to know what I look like back 10 years ago. It's certainly not what I uh, what I see in the mirror today, that's for sure. Um, there's something very, something very strange about that, I think, about, uh, I don't know, it just doesn't seem like an end of a decade. I remember uh, older people out there in the world will remember when the millennium happened, 1999, and then you end at the end of the 80s, uh, the end of the 90s, obviously, uh, with 99. But it just doesn't seem like it's the end of a decade. I don't know. It's because, I don't know, like next decade's the 20s, isn't it? And you always think, you know, like the old flappers and, you know, black and white films, silent movies, that sort of thing. Maybe we'll go back to that after Brexit. Who knows? If that ever happens. Um, nobody knows if that'll happen or not. I don't know. Um, but it just doesn't seem like the um, the end of a decade, really, does it? Ten years, fucking, you know, soon goes by, doesn't it? Getting philosophical on this, Ben. Uh, have a bit of tea, Ben. Try and calm down a little bit. Two minutes in, what are you doing? Yeah, it just doesn't have that feel about it, though, does it? doesn't have that, I don't know. You had the noughties when it got to 2009. That didn't really seem the end of a decade. Maybe it's, hey, maybe that's something we're getting older. Maybe that is actually something getting older and uh, time just doesn't has a lack of relevance anymore, doesn't it? That's why uh, probably Dr. Emmett Brown in Back to the Future was so old. Because <laughs> he just didn't give a fuck about time. Um, I don't know. It just seems, I don't know. You do those, but everybody's posting them up anyway, aren't they? You know, you've got to do that these days on social media, haven't you, I suppose? Start the trends, don't you? I don't even think I can find a photo of me from 10 years ago. Um, there must be some floating about somewhere on some sort of um, some sort of advertising for a gig like 10 years ago. I don't know. Please don't send them in because I just don't. Uh, if anybody's listening out there, please don't send them in to me uh, because I'll just see more of my m massive fucking forehead and thinning uh, and the hairline that I used to have before it started thinning as it is now. Um, anyway, um, what have you been up to this week, Ben? Well, obviously, I've had a, um, a week off the gigs this week, getting some writing done, I know. Um, getting that new 20 set sorted out. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's going to be tried out next week. Um, had a trip down... Trip down sort of like memory lane a little bit yesterday. A trip down to uh, Milton Keynes shopping years ago. I used to go uh, Milton Keynes shopping with my mother. And we went yesterday as a little nostalgic trip down to Milton Keynes um, to see all the Christmas shit they've got out there in the little square bit. They've got a little massive snow globe thing. A little massive. That's... Uh, uh, that's not right. Yeah, they've got like quite a big snow globey thing, and um, a lot of um, a lot of sheds selling tat. 
I don't know, that somehow they've managed to crowbar in some way of making it Christmas-related. Somebody selling little Christmas jumpers for kids, somebody selling little candy canes and stuff. I don't know how those businesses survive the rest of the year. Uh, they've got one season, haven't they? Um, if you're selling candy canes, just candy canes and shit like that, that's a, that's a one-season business. Unless, sorry, more tea there. Unless they um, uh, rotate it for the rest of the year and do Easter eggs, like at Easter time, and then you're kind of fucked a little bit until Christmas again, really, aren't you, in this country? There's no massive, you know, festivals. East, you know, if you're a confectionery-based business purely selling candy canes, that's once a year, in it? And you've got to hope that somehow one year there's not any candy cane sort of scandal uh, or you're gone, And yeah, you? You've got to make all your money between November and December the 25th. After December the 25th, nobody wants candy canes. Nobody ain't buying no candy canes. Uh, they ain't buying them in October. You've got Halloween the end, the day after Halloween until the 25th of December to ship out as many candy canes as you can. Just get them out the door. Just sell them two for one. Uh, that's what they're going for after. They're, go, they're going for 10 for one after uh, Christmas Day, aren't they, candy canes? I don't know. I got, I got sidetracked on candy canes there. I don't know. It just, it, it just bemused me how somebody can have a business that just sells purely candy canes. I mean, there was different colours. They just weren't like the red and white ones, like a, you know, like the outside of a barber shop in the states, spinning round. You know, maybe that's you know that could be it. Just melt them all down and make those things that go round uh, barber shops on the outside of barber shops, spinning things, uh, the, the red and white things, and then um, then they're all year round, don't they? You know, so you know, hey. Just think of the environment here. All those candy canes like floating in the ocean. We don't, <laughs> we don't, we don't need the whales choking on them now, do we? That would be uh, that would be a grim sight for Christmas. That would be a whale washing up on the beach, um, just strangulated and choked on uh, candy canes. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Hey, Ben, that uh, new candy canes material is really great. <laughs> thanks, thanks. I did a lot of hard work on that. Uh, no, that was just a wild observation. It's not, um, it's not, uh, um, it's not material, people. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm not really with it today because, like, I'll tell you why I'm not really with it, people, because I've been dosed up on fucking painkillers all fucking day and I feel a little bit lightheaded and I ain't going to lie to you. I've been a bit zonked out all day. So, um, yeah. You go into another zone, man, don't you? Another zone. So, um, which is because of the hernial, hernial, yeah, that's hernial issues I've got uh, at the moment. So I've had to dose myself up on painkillers. I'm feeling a little bit lightheaded. Uh, I have got tea today rather than um, rather than wine. I don't want to risk it. Um, but uh, and I've just been sitting here, uh, comfort eating and um, comforting myself by watching the soothing voice of uh, David Attenborough, the new, uh, what is it, Seven Continents, one, one Planet or whatever. We're up to three. 
No, we're up to four continents now. I swear to God, they rehashed some of that stuff as well. I know it takes some ages to get the fucking, um, the fucking like footage of all the animals, and they tell you that at the end now, don't they? They do a little making of it at the end of David Attenborough's thing now, where you just want to see the animals. You just want to see, you know, you know, a giraffe being taken down by about five lions. Did I watch that on that? I don't know if it was on that or on YouTube. I don't know. I might have watched that on YouTube. Everything's everything's mixing in with each other today. I tell you. But yeah, you just want to see an animal being brutally killed that, that David Attenborough is facilitating for us to watch murder on a weekly basis in these things that he does. Um, here's the next murder. <laughs> next week on David Attenborough's fucking animals get brutally murdered on your TV screen. And then they show the making of it afterwards, don't they? That's, that's what they do now. They just, uh, as I said before, this is not... Uh, uh, they just show the making of it afterwards. And you're like, well, yeah, we've all got difficult jobs, mate. You know what I mean? It took you ages to, you know, film a pack of wild dogs hunting down a kangaroo. You know, I don't know why I said kangaroo then in an Australian accent almost, wasn't it? But, um, yeah, the old dingo dogs out there, which are just packs of wild dogs that were domesticated dogs and now they've gone fucking mental and feral, which is what I imagine will happen uh, in this country. There will just be packs of dogs waiting for you around the corner of places at some point after the apocalypse. I don't know. I don't know. That's it. That's why I'm trying to, you know get this hernia done before the apocalypse comes so um, so I can outrun those fucking packs of rabid dogs that will be chasing us. But anyway, yeah, uh, the, the people tell you, like, how they make the shit and how they had to wait for fucking hours and uh, do that. Yeah, I've worked in an office, mate. You know, you're in the middle of Australia. It's fucking glorious weather. And all you've got to wait on is like a group of dogs killing a kangaroo. You know, that's living the fucking dream, man, isn't it? You know, obviously not for the kangaroo, it's not great. You know, all you've got to do is film a dog, a wild dog, doing what it usually does. All you've got to do is wait until it's fucking dinner time and then ring the old dinner bell. <laughs> roll cameras and just follow it that's it oh no there's probably more to it than that you've got to get it in focus and yeah you know you can't ask them to do it again but um but i don't know i think the 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 bit at the end that tries to guilt trip you into how hard a job it is i don't think it's that much of a difficult job you're going up in a fucking helicopter you're above them you know there's some people on the ground tracking them you're there uh, with a fucking zoom lens in a fucking helicopter, you know, filming the doom of a kangaroo uh, that are quicker than wild dogs. But when they go uphill, they're quicker. When they go downhill, they lose control a little bit. You know, just slow up. You'd have thought, you know, the adult kangaroos would have said to the younger ones, you know, just slow up a bit. We're faster than them. You don't have to go so fast down the hill that you fall over, tumbling over, and then the next minute you've got a dog latched onto your neck. But they don't, do they? They don't help each other out, do they, in the old animal kingdom? They just sort of, like, watch, don't they? That's what they do. All animals, you see, like, a zebra being chased and the others just run off. 
I've I've never understood things like um, antelopes that have got those massive horns on their heads why they just don't all turn around and or just form a circle with those horns on the outside. I don't know why they do that. I don't know why they don't do that, I mean. Why don't they do that? They're just out for themselves, gazelles, and they deserve to die. They deserve to have their throat brutally ripped out because they don't know how to look after each other in a society. <laughs> but you'd have thought that, wouldn't you? You see the old the odd, uh, water buffalo having a go, don't you? And that's got, like, the, the most, like, 1960s quiffed fucking horns in the world. They're, they're you know... I'm sure if they catch you square with them, they're going to do a bit of damage. But, you know, antelopes and shit like that have got, like, spiky horns, haven't they? I don't know why they just... But you just get them, you know. They have a little chase for a bit, don't they? They all run away, and they're all thinking, oh, thank God that one's got a gammy foot. That's going to be the one that gets it. And then as soon as the lions catch it, rip its throat out, and then all start tucking into its innards and it's still screaming, the rest of the fucking antelopes and that just stop, start eating grass again. <laughs> ready ready for the next, just looking over at it, just eating some grass. Ah, There's poor old Barry over there having his guts eaten out. Barry's screaming for help and they're just chewing, watching it with that dumb, dumb fucking expression on their face, chewing grass. I don't know, man. There's no, uh, there's no camaraderie, is there, in the fucking antelope world? That's for sure. That's one thing. One of those, pro, uh, those programs tell you everything in the wild dies brutally. Everything gets fucking eaten in the wild, isn't that? You know, sorry, a bit more tea there. Um. Everything, everything just dies horrendously, doesn't it? Like even even lions, when they get old, they're cast out of society and they see you later. And then they'll get picked off by a fucking group of fucking hungry hyenas. And then the hyenas, the, and the food chain goes down from there as well, doesn't it? As soon as they get old, the food chain works up, doesn't it? Until they reach a certain age. And then it starts working back again. You know, like the lions get eaten by the hyenas. Hyenas will get eaten by something fucking else that's below them when they get old. And then it gradually works all the way down to fucking ants, I imagine. Or spiders and things like that. <laughs> you know, you'd have to be a pretty weak tiger to be taken out by a spider. But it might happen. Might happen one day. But, um, I don't know. So, anyway... I have been uh, watching those. But th that's the thing about David Attenborough, isn't it? He he does it in a soothing voice, so it doesn't seem quite as violent as what is, as the murderous, murderous scenes that are happening on your television screen. And everything's plotting, everything's fucking creeping around, isn't it? Like out there, on all of his shows, everything's fucking creeping around, stalking, fucking stalking around in it you know low down you know just shuffling towards its prey and its prey's just standing there like oh i'm having a great day this is the greatest day it's almost like that everything is awesome fucking thing out of the every fucking 
you know, prey animal is like that. You know, they're a bit skittish and a bit wary, but they're always stupid as fuck, aren't they? They always do something stupid. Oh, I'm just going to wander along like this path just here, you know, where there's lots of shadows and uh, anything can hide. I'm going to walk through through this this grassland where where a cheetah could easily be camouflaged. I'll just take a little stroll through here. <laughs> have a little bit of blind, have a little game of blind man's buff. That wasn't easy to say, I tell you. Blind man's buff. As we're uh, just walking through this bit. Hey, I'm just going to, there was one where there was a bird and there was this weird fucking snake and it had a tail. And I don't know how uh, um, people say um, it had a tail. Obviously, snakes got a tail, Ben. But uh, people say, oh, you know, like it's uh, natural selection. That's why these things have developed like this. How the fuck, though, do you naturally select? If you've got a snake and this snake had on the end of it, on the end of its tail, it looked just like a fucking spider. And it was whipping it around like as if a spider was walking around. The bottom of it looked like its abdomen. And then it had these fucking leg things coming off it. How the fuck do you get from a normal snake to that? I know it's some sort of genetic thing where everybody goes, well, but there must have been a stage where it didn't look like a spider. And that wouldn't have, you know, you don't just give birth, you know, a snake's not just going to give birth a normal snake and then you've got a snake with a spider on the end of its fucking tail. There must have been stages through that. And obviously, you know, that must have given them some sort of advantage. But how does not even just a little bump on the end that it's, flapping around or whatever before the leg bits grew out of it how does that little bump give you an advantage but anyway i don't know i I don't know how things you know people don't know do they well some people might know but how how the fuck do um things start evolving like that i know obviously you've got the darwin thing with the fucking beaks of the fucking birds and shit like that but that's a little bit different isn't it like one bird on one island's getting in tough nuts and the other one's got like eating soft fruit so they've got different sized beaks and that yeah you can see that sort of advantage one's one bird being born with a bigger beak but how do you get a fucking spider thing on your end of your tail i don't know this is why i didn't do zoology at, um at school i imagine um or at university or anything um hey People out there, if you can tell me how a snake gets a spider thing on the end of its uh, tail, let me know. Um, it might have been fake. It might have been a fake fucking snake. We don't know, do we? Attenborough could have been making up these fucking animals for years. Like that monkey with a blue face. You know, that's just a fucking monkey that's been painted with fucking eyeliner, isn't it? He might have been doing that for years. That That is what will probably turn up after he dies. Just like books and books of horrendous fucking like experiments that he's done on animals and then just pushed them in front of a camera. Anyway, this thing <laughs> just, yeah. And, and then I um, welded the um, spider and superglued the spider to the end of the snake's tail. Uh, <laughs> it's just little diagrams of him stitching it on and shit. Uh, anyway, going back to how stupid fucking animals are, um, this fucking bird 
was attracted to this spider, obviously, and the snake's face is right there. So it's whipping like this, the end of its tail is sitting on a fucking rock ledge and whipping the end of this fucking spider's tail around. This bird comes in to have a go at the, the fucking spider, obviously, and then the old uh, snake jumps out, misses it, right? Misses it, and then the fucking bird just hovers in front of it like that. It's seen a snake. It shat itself. The snake's leapt out with its big fucking fangs, just missed it. The bird's got away and then decides to fucking hover in front of the fucking end of its tail that looks like a fucking spider and go in for another fucking go at the spider. I mean, come on, man. You get one bite of the spider, don't you? That bird deserved to fucking die, and it did die. And I was applauding that snake just for its sheer tenacity um, of, of going on. Which is pretty much uh, the ultimate metaphor for this episode of the podcast. Um, <laughs> just the sheer tenacity of going on. Anyway, that's all my uh, that's all my uh, animal related uh, items I've done today. I did watch uh, I did watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood as well, which I thought was really good. Um, I thought it was really good. I thought I thought it was funny. I thought it was massively violent at the end, which was cool. Uh, Brad Pitt smashing a girl's um face into the mantelpiece of a fireplace and then onto a table and then various other things until it's just destroyed um uh was an amazing piece of cinema to watch <laughs> it was just very uh it was very fucking graphic at the end the flamethrower bit at the end is fucking amazing um and i just thought it was funny all the way through uh, there was lots of funny bits in there, and um, uh, it's well worth a watch if you haven't watched it. If you haven't watched it, I've just told you the end. Uh, if you haven't watched it, um, it's fucking good if you have watched it. Um, yeah, it takes a bit of a different direction, doesn't it? Very much the same as Inglorious Bastards, uh, the sort of ending to that, isn't it? It's not completely like the truthful, truthful ending, is it? Um, I hate to shock you out there, but um, in Inglorious Bastards, um, you know, Hitler didn't die that way. Uh, there was a lot less people in the room when Hitler was died, and there was a his dead wife next to him and his dog. Um, didn't he poison his dog? Did he poison his dog, Hitler? I know he poisoned, he poisoned her. Did he shoot his dog and then shoot himself? I don't know. I don't know, man. Anyway, either way. There was very, it was, it was an awkward atmosphere, either with the wife, the new wife. What a honeymoon that was. Where do you want to spend your money? Honeymoon. Fucking hell. <laughs> let's, let's spend it in hell. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, it's a little, it, it's not a completely true ending. Obviously, the, 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 the true version of those events uh, are fucking horrendous. I've read up on those as well. I googled the true story of those events, and essentially part of it is true. Where the the hippie people, it's a Manson family and all that sort of thing, wasn't it? Fucking hell, they got some issues, ain't they? Uh, but yeah, um, the Manson family and that they turned up at the house because to kill everybody in that house just because somebody else they knew had owned it, uh, and it just happened. So it was like Sharon Tate was there and Roman Polanski's house, wasn't it? 
but yeah, it's fucking brutal what what happened in real life. Uh, not that the film's not brutal as well, but um, it's definitely a fucking and it's so totally Tarantino all the way through. All that the way it's done is fucking brilliant. Uh, how they do the um, the TV shows and that sort of thing in there, the little flashbacks and stuff, and the, the, they do the things that don't need to be said, like when um, like Brad Pitt's uh, Brad Pitt's character and that who's accused of uh, killing his wife or whatever, and you see the bit where um, he's thinking back to that moment, and. Um, they do the bit that doesn't need to be done and you're just, uh, it's actually quite funny the way they do it. Uh, the way he does it, rather, they do it. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. There's more than one person involved, isn't there? Anyway, if you haven't seen it, watch it. Let's have a look at uh, everything that's been in the news. Um, let's have a few little bits that have been in the news. There was one um, There was one thing today, actually. This is it. Hero Doctor saves air passengers' life by sucking urine from his bladder non-stop for 37 minutes mid-flight. Fucking straight straw into the fucking mouth from the bladder. Uh, this is the incredible moment a Hero Doctor saves an air passenger's life by sucking urine from his bladder mid-flight. Footage from on board the China Southern Airlines plane shows... Zhang Hong Spring, oh, Zhang Hong Spring, <laughs> fucking hell, I thought that was his name. Zhang Hong Spring to action to help the stricken 70-year-old. The 70-year-old apparently couldn't piss, so they made a catheter for him. Apparently his prostate had swollen up or something like that on the plane, and he was in agony because he couldn't piss, and then they had to make a homemade fucking um, catheter out of a plastic tube, a syringe, and a milk straw. And then um, one of the doctors who was happened to be on board spent 40 minutes sucking a litre of fucking piss out of the geezer. Ah, Jesus. Straight from his bladder. Saved his life, but... Gee, oh, man. I bet he didn't get many kisses after that one. Fuck me. He'll be all piss. If that happened to a British doctor, he'd be piss breath, Dr. Piss Breath for the rest of his life, wouldn't he? He wouldn't be able to um, go anywhere without being called Dr. Piss Breath. I don't know how the uh, how the Chinese are at the old rib in there, but um, I imagine um, they may be a little bit more... Uh, he's going to be... Well, obviously, he's a hero for doing that, but Jesus, if that was me, it'd be... Uh, you ain't you ain't gonna make this flight, man. Uh, ring your family. <laughs> somebody somebody get this guy. Take the phone off uh, fucking airplane mode so he can ring his family. <laughs> he ain't gonna be able to make it. Uh, but apparently his bladder was gonna fucking burst. Ugh. Which would have been a horrendous way to go. Uh, an absolutely horrendous way to go. Uh, a burst bladder on a plane. Uh, let's have a look at. Uh, isn't it? Fuck, fuck me, man. This geezer. I don't know if you said this is something you need to look up and uh, have a look at in uh, pictures, man, because it just looks Popeye bodybuilder as three pounds of dead muscle re re removed. I'll start that again. Shall I? Popeye bodybuilder has three pounds of dead muscle removed after injecting his biceps. Now, you've got to see the picture of this guy. His biceps are fucking huge. And uh, the rest of his body looks like um, 
he looks like he's um, struggling to eat. He's got some sort of eating disorder. So he's just like a normal skinny guy. No pecs. No, he's got abs, but no pecs or anything like that. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But he's got no pecs, but his arms are just ridiculously, ridiculously huge. Uh, a former soldier who earned the nickname Popeye after injecting his arms with jelly. Oh, no, not the stuff you eat. Uh, to create bulging biceps, has had to undergo surgery to save his life. Kirill Tereshin, 23 years, was warmed. He could, was warmed. <laughs> was, I don't know what the fuck's up with me. Them tablets kicking in. Uh, was warned. He could die or need to have both his arms amputated because of the artificial biceps he created. Surgeons at the first Moscow State Medical University in the Russian capital said they had removed three pounds of dead muscle and three litres of petroleum jelly. Basically, he's been injecting Vaseline in his fucking arms. Oh, man, they just look fucking weird. He looks like a fucking freak. He, his arms look like Arnold Schwarzenegger's and his body. I don't know. They look like they've been fucking photoshopped. Um, They just look fucking... Ugh. Oh, man. That's it. The bodybuilder who found global fame for his fake bulging biceps was persuaded to undergo urgent treatment by Alana Mameva, 32, a leading campaigner uh, for victims of botched plastic surgery. That's not botched plastic surgery. That is just injecting Vaseline into your fucking arms. Oh, man, he looks so weird. That must be like, they'd be squidgy, though, wouldn't they? But you wouldn't, you wouldn't be any stronger with those, would you? It's just purely an aesthetic thing, isn't it? He looks like he's got fucking hernias in his arms. That's what he looks like. He looks like he's got armal, armal. <laughs> That's not a thing, is it? Uh, armal hernias. Uh, the surgeon said the problem is that this is petroleum jelly. You injected this so thoroughly that it spread in the muscle and killed it. So he's had his muscles fucking actually removed. The irony of that, having his muscles actually removed from his arms has been told he will have arm movement but the muscles in his arms will be diminished he's actually lost muscle in his arms fucking hell there's a picture of the shit they took out of it it looks like a fucking brain oh man uh the lumpty removed from one of the former soldiers arms fucking hell man and uh, there's a picture of the former soldier with uh with quite a hot woman uh he ain't getting them anymore Surgeon said he'd need three more operations to fully remove all the jelly he had injected. Fucking hell, man. Uh, in Russia, plastic surgery involve, involving injecting petroleum jelly under the surface of the skin has been on the rise, especially with people seeking fillers. Uh, I think Krill did not fully realise the consequences. No shit, motherfucker. Shit, he does look mental, though. And... Uh, Imagine if he'd have fucking lost his arms because of that. Jesus. You'd never want to look at a petroleum jelly fucking... fucking bottle of petroleum jelly ever again, do you? He's a normal guy. He's a normal, like... He needs to sort out his hair rather than his biceps, to be fair. He's got one of them fucking... Uh, dumb and Dumber fucking haircuts. Like Jim Carrey's haircut from uh, Dumb and Dumber. Um... 
sort that out. He's like a normal build, like quite a skinny build guy. And he's just got fucking... And it's only the tops of his arms as well he's done. So he's got huge fucking tops of his arms. And then the rest of his arms are just sort of like normal and skinny. All his legs are skinny. His body's skinny. His face and his head's skinny. He just looks ridiculous. You can see why they've called him Popeye, to be fair. that was, they, they've, they've nailed that. Jesus Christ. Just to the right of that story, teenager left with sausage lips after dodgy 170-pound lip filler job. Yeah, it looks fucking awful. Uh, what are people doing to themselves these days? Really? That's what we're doing now, injecting shit into our faces. You know, just to... There's me going on about earlier. Just to look younger. There's me going on about earlier, innit? That's what you want to do. Just show pictures of yourself. Um, that's it, isn't it? That's all it's for. Just so you look better and you take a slightly better picture. Um, nobody gives a fuck, do they? Nobody really gives a fuck what you look like. You know why? Because everybody's too bothered about what they look like, aren't they? That's it. That's why nobody really gives a fuck what you look like. People only give a fuck what you look like is when it goes horrendously wrong, like those sausage lips or those fucking weird biceps. That's that's the only reason. You know, if that guy was just a normal guy, he didn't need, you know, try and develop your personality a little bit. I don't know. That may be difficult if you're Russian <laughs> to come across as a sensitive guy. But hey, you know. Maybe you need the muscles out there. Who knows? I don't know. Anyway, that was sort of like Springer's final thought for the episode, wasn't it? Um, that's pretty much it, guys. Uh, that's uh, half an hour. Fucking hell. I've managed to bash it out, and I feel a little bit as high as a kite at the minute um, uh, on these painkillers. But uh, anyway, that has been... We've got through it, haven't we? Together. Uh, that has been episode 58. Um, I will be back on Tuesday, people. Um, if you want to contact me or anything like that, it's just podcast at benbriggs.co.uk. I shall be back on Tuesday. Have a good weekend, motherfuckers. Take care. <laughs>